Hey beautiful, I wanted to jump in before we start this episode to invite you to something really special. Right at the potent energetic portal of Beltane, I am running a sacred 90 minute circle to explore and remember the powerful magic and ancient codes that run deep within the flow of our menstrual blood. And I would love for you to join us. This potent container is going to be open to all and will be a safe space to connect and unravel and reweave the stories that we hold around our blood. I'll be sharing so much, including the shamanic dimensions of your menstrual blood, the ancient significance of your bleed time, how to build ritual and intention around and within your bleed time and practices to connect you deeply with your menstrual blood. I've honestly got goosebumps just thinking about it. (laughs) This is one of my favorite topics to reignite and to dive into with others. And there will be some big potent energy surrounding this gathering will officially be spiraling deeper into Scorpio season and her wisdom of the shadow and the dark feminine sexuality, deep emotions and all of that will be feeding and activating this circle. And I specifically chose for us to gather on Beltane, which is a powerful day within the ancient wheel of the year, as it marks the onset of early summer. It's an ancient fire festival of fertility and abundance. But if you're joining from the Northern Hemisphere, the energy is equally as powerful as you'll be celebrating Samhain or Halloween. This sacred circle will be a space where you can drop in and soak up the codes that literally sit and flow within you. Every month, it will reignite your remembering and initiate you into the power of your blood, something which has been and should be revered for thousands and thousands of years. I want you to remember the magic of it, the power of it, and the deep connection and remembering that comes with engaging and honoring it. I am welcoming you in to sit by the fire, metaphoric as it may be, and to sit with me and gather as women once did to remember and reclaim what is rightfully yours. You can join us via the link in the show notes on my website, or you can find it in my bio on Instagram. And I'll see you when we gather. Wild Heart on October 31st. Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies, honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Hello and 
welcome back to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today we're exploring the energy of the Aries full moon, which is coming in hot and heavy and taking place here in Australia very early on Thursday morning. So it will be Thursday, October the 21st at 1.56 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Now, this is some intense energy and the Aries full moon always is because Aries itself is intense energy. It is bold, it's big, it's hot and fiery. The Aries full moon often holds a lot of tension. So the energy can be can feel really heightened, basically. It might feel a little bit like a pressure cooker. So my hope for this episode is that we can explore how we might navigate and work with this energy in a more productive way rather than feeling kind of overwhelmed and all consumed by it. Because Aries is a fire sign and the way that its energy activates and really moves through us is just like the element of fire itself. If we use it in a conscious way, if we tend to it well, fire is incredibly important and useful to us. You know, it provides us with warmth and nourishment, but... If we're not consciously utilizing it and we ignore it or we turn and look away from it, that fire can very quickly grow and turn out of control. It becomes destructive. We want the like the hearth fire <laughs> and the sacred bonfire where we flame our intentions into life, not wildfire, right? So keep that in mind this full moon, that you will feel this energy. You will experience the intensity, but it's how aware you are and how consciously you are moving through and with it. So let's look at Aries a little bit, shall we? Aries is the very first sign of the zodiac. He initiates our journey and marks the beginning of our cycle through the zodiac year. And he rules the first house, which is the house of the self, the identity. Aries is all about defining itself, its identity in the world by way of kind of getting out there and making its mark. It's driven to act. And being ruled by Mars, this really kind of pushes this energy further. Mars as a planet governs our drive and our passion. It's the warrior spirit and it doesn't shy away from conflict, right? Mars as a planet and Aries as a sign do not shy away. They stand up, they speak up and very willingly go into battle. You might feel this this full moon, you might have a tendency to fire up a little bit more readily and maybe more excessively than you usually would. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, But again, I make mention of it because it's all about how you consciously are connecting with this energy or not. (laughs) So is this fire within being allowed to run rampant and just blow every which way? Is it left to build and build until it experiences just an explosive release? An important lesson that Aries has to learn, and therefore we learn through Aries, 
is how to choose your battles. And I don't say that to say like to brush off your feelings and to to tell you to keep a lid on it. I actually say it because I am certain that there are certain things going on in your life right now that require you to stand up and to put your foot down, to use your fire. And so I invite you to ask yourself, is this battle worth the fight? If it is, buckle up and put on your helmet. Aries is firing up behind you and it will take you straight to the heart of it. But if not, if this fire is more reactive than intentional, this is where we need to bring some self-awareness to our experience and maybe just create some space for us to release in more useful ways, basically, rather than just unloading on other people. Aries comes with a desire. It ignites our inner fire, the the sacred flame of our soul purpose. Its mantra is I will. And it comes with the, the inspiration and the motivation to carve out its path and make it happen, to live its purpose and to enact and embody its mission. And more than anything, I think this full moon will be activating this soul purpose within us, each and every one of us, this desire to live our soul path, to align. (laughs) And this is where we might experience some more tension and maybe discomfort because this is a full moon. It's illuminating the path and the obstacles which are blocking the way. It's highlighting exactly what we need to deal with, to sort through and to let go in order to move forward without hindrance. So the question this full moon is, what is it that stops you taking action to live your soul's purpose? What is stopping you from living and experiencing your soul's desires? Big questions, but also simple questions. I know there's always nuance and details that are unique to our own experiences, but more often than not, the reasons that we put down, like the the things we tell ourselves as to why we can't have or we can't do what it's going to take to live our soulful, most aligned path, what we often refer to as our dream life, right? It's actually usually pretty black and white. It's usually some form of fear, fear of shame, fear of judgment, fear of being seen, fear of failing, fear of the unknown, fear of stuffing up and getting it wrong. Fear of being alone, fear of self-responsibility, so much fear, (laughs) so much. And so we make our, our choices and we craft our life based on the element of fear, be it our own or our parents or our cultures in general. We make choices based on what will keep us most safe in this world, according to, you know, the, the cultural narrative. So we act based on fear. But what if we acted based on the fire, the sparks, our inner fire, the passion, the flame, that 
hot and fiery certainty that bubbles up within us from time to time? What if we made decisions based on the burning inner desire, the deep, soulful desire, instead of the thoughts and expectations that we absorb or carry which are not ours and are not our truth? This is the question being posed to us, this Aries full moon. Aries is essentially storming in and igniting that fire, that deep inner desire of your soul purpose, your soul alignment. And it's demanding because Aries doesn't do things by halves. (laughs) It's demanding that you witness and remove the obstacles stopping you from acting and living your purpose, living your soul truth, your most authentic reality. So no, it it may not be comfortable. (laughs) It's probably going to set alight some deep truths that feel really close to home. Things you've been doing your very best to ignore or to downplay because they're kind of like they're too hard to deal with because it might mean you need to do something big and scary and it feels easier to stay safe in the familiar even if the exchange is a dimming or a smothering of your inner fire, your passion, your inspiration, your motivation, your confidence, and your drive to take action in your life, to trust that action and trust yourself. And make no mistake, this full moon is intrinsically woven within the energy of Libra season. So we've been moving through the sign of Libra, these past few weeks and Libra and Aries are opposite signs of the zodiac it means they have opposing energies but they also speak to one another and are kind of rooted within the same truth so this is really this is the case with every full moon the sign that the full moon falls in will be the sign directly opposite where the sun is So we're in Libra season, the sun is in Libra, so we experience an Aries full moon. When we move into Scorpio season in a few weeks, the sun will be in Scorpio and so the full moon will fall in Taurus, opposite signs of the zodiac. So these signs will always speak to one another because they complement each other in their opposing energies, if that makes sense. So we have been called throughout Libra season to seek harmony and balance in our lives once more. Most especially, Libra highlights our relationships. So this may have come up a lot for you within your relationships, but I've noticed for a lot of people, the way our relationships have been called into the spotlight has really been highlighting our overall experience of balance and connection to ourselves. Our relationships are mirrors, right? And so they can, within any discomfort and and friction that we might have been experiencing within our relationships, they can be pointing and reflecting to deeper truths about ourselves and truths around how aligned we are on our soul's most authentic path and where we might have been straying and therefore in need of realignment. And I think that that is the key word here that that brings Libra and Aries together this full moon. It's about realigning, alignment, 
right? Seeing, hearing, feeling, truly and fully witnessing our truth, knowing that it might be hard or scary and stepping forward anyway, taking the leap regardless, to feel the fear and do it anyway and to choose your path and choose yourself. So let's look at some ways that we can work with this energy though, because that sounds romantic. I know it always does, but we need to be able to put it into action, you know, in really tangible steps. And action is what Aries is all about. So let's explore a few ways that we can connect with this full moon energy and Aries energy. Number one is sit with your desires, really connect in and dream dream big, dream full. (laughs) What do you want? What does your soul want? What's that deep craving and desire that bubbles away deep in your bones? What do you want? Do you want to expand? Do you want to, to grow, 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 to be seen? Do you want solitude? Not escapism, but like like a quiet and stillness because we need this at certain times too. It's part of our cycle, right? Do you want ease? Do you want excitement instead of stagnancy? What is it that you want deep, deep within you? Try not to answer like a car or a new house (laughs) or a new partner. But if you do, I invite you to dig deeper. Because I'm asking you to let your soul speak, that inner fire to lead you. So if you, if you really truly want a new house, why? What is it about this new house that serves your soul? Maybe it's, it's the comfort and security. Maybe it's the expansion that, you, that comes with this, this house. I really invite you to feel into your desires during this time. I think that our desires can feel a little bit more accessible than if I were to say, figure out your soul's purpose. (laughs) Like that can seem really big and overwhelming for a lot of people. And most of the time, like we we struggle to properly put a finger on it. And honestly, like it can feel different. Our dharma can shift throughout different times and periods and phases of our lives. So putting a pin in it, (laughs) putting a pin in our ultimate reason for being here, that takes like a lot of clarity and self-awareness. But one thing I truly believe is that our desires from like the littlest nudges to the biggest burnings and yearnings, they are our soul's desires Our desires lead us true. They are kind of the signposts that keep us walking our most aligned path and to tell us, you know, which turn to take if need be. They can be as simple as I I really want some time to myself tonight, maybe run a bath and just, just retreat a little bit so I can drop back in. And they might be as big as I'm going to quit my job and backpack around the country before I figure out what I'm going to do next. So some will make sense. Some we can rationalize and really connect to through reason. And others we will not be able to understand on any kind of rational linear level. Some will ask us to step up and meet our edges 
to come right up and witness our fear. And Aries is asking you to do just that. Can you go there? Can you be with the fear rather than freeze or be consumed by it? Can you lean in and learn it better? Can you witness where it comes from? Can you see the point where your fear ends and your infinite soul self begins? The part of you that is bigger than any fear, any story. The part of you that simply is and was and always will be. The part of you that has come here, that has shown up for the purpose, for its purpose, and is ready. Use Aries' fire of desire and action to fuel your own spark and then to take the steps to burn bright, brighter than the other stories, right? The fear-based stories, to be brave, Breathe in courage and initiate the change, the action, the steps you need to take. So trust your desires, feel into those desires, witness where they come up and honor them. And just on that, the flip side of this can also be really helpful. And that is looking at our fears, because here's another truth bomb for you. (laughs) On the opposite side of your fear lies your desire. So if you were to look at your fear and ask yourself what the direct opposite of that might be, it's highly likely that you find yourself landing on your deepest desire. The bigger the fear, the deeper your desire. So as an example, say you are terrified of your partner leaving and of being alone. That might point to a deep desire for safety and loving connection. That's just as an example. This can be a really expansive exercise, particularly if you're feeling consumed by fear because it opens you up to the love, to the expansive side of your fear. Your fear is highlighting to you how much you really want this other thing, the opposite, (laughs) right? Because that is your truth. Your desire is your truth. And of course we feel worry or anguish at the thought of not achieving it or experiencing it. But all too often we let that fear stop us from even trying. Because the thought of trying and failing or trying and being denied what we so deeply desire, that might hurt even more than not having it in the first place. But is this the story that you want to choose? Is this how you want to make decisions? Is this how you want to look back on your life in later years? Is this how you want to decide and craft this life in which you live? I invite you under this Aries full moon to look for your desire and follow it. To follow the wild burning within you. Follow the sparks. Number two is move your body. So find activities and, you know, motion that gets the blood pumping for two reasons. First, to get that inner fire really stoked up, especially if you aren't feeling its heat at the moment. So if you're feeling flat or unmotivated, uninspired, (laughs) get up and get moving. Go for a run, dance, and I mean like a proper boogie, 
with this as well. I don't mean like just soft, gentle movement. I mean, boogie it out. (laughs) Raise the pulse a little bit and really stoke that fire. Secondly, movement is going to be especially important if you're feeling all the feels, all of the pressure and the energy building within you this full moon. It's important to give it an outlet. So rather than being on edge until just one little thing can cause just this explosive release, try to give the energy somewhere to focus and to move up and out. So again, go for a run, go for a walk, um, you know, anything that's going to really get the energy moving in your body. Number three is you might like to work with the solar plexus chakra. So the solar plexus chakra is connected to our self-esteem and our identity. So very closely linked to the energy of Aries, right? It's also of the element of fire and it governs our will to act. The solar plexus is located kind of below our sternum, above our navel, and it's associated with the color yellow and gold. It is responsible, like I said, for our self-esteem, our confidence, and our willpower. It's relevant to our sense of power. So having a balanced solar plexus chakra would look like having a strong sense of self and trust in our ability and our capacity to hold our own. It can look like having like a, a healthy control over your thoughts and emotions without kind of being consumed by them and being able to assert yourself and maintain healthy boundaries. An imbalance can go either way. It might be an excess of energy or it might be deficient. So excess might look like domineering or really controlling tendencies. So overly competitive, impulsive, judgmental, It's also a lot of anger and frustration that can arise with an overactive solar plexus chakra. A deficiency in the solar plexus might look like a lack of willpower, a lack of motivation. You just don't have that get up and go. It can look like fatigue, excessive laziness for want of a better word, um, and, and a sense of powerlessness. We really doubt ourselves and others. It's interesting as well to note that the challenge of the solar plexus, so the thing that can cause a great imbalance here, is shame. This might be something to really feel into, even on a wider scope over this full moon, is where this element of shame is rooted and how it can impact you showing up and taking action. So you can see how this ties into our Aries energy and the energy of Mars as well as its governing planet. There are a lot of ways to work with the solar plexus and the chakras in general, really. So I won't go into too much here. It'll be many episodes worth just in itself. But if this is ringing true, if this is really resonating for you, I invite you to look into it a little bit more. This isn't like a one-time tick the box kind of thing. You won't just spend an hour in practice and then have fully balanced your solar plexus chakra. (laughs) Oh, you know, I don't think so. But You can begin to explore it and to really hold space for it, particularly over this full moon, while these energies are particularly strong. So some areas that you might like to explore just on your own even, you might like to look at some different yoga poses that can support the solar plexus chakra. Um, So perhaps ones like warrior pose, mountain pose, you can look at ones to, to kind of help activate and to support the solar plexus. 
uh, you might experiment with sound. So you can do this on your own without anything other than your voice, <laughs> or you can look up playlists and, and frequencies that match the work that you're doing. In fact, like if you just search solar plexus chakra on Spotify, there are many playlists just ready to go for you. Otherwise, you can explore toning, which is using like a specific vowel sound. Um, and, and the one to use for solar plexus is O. And also each chakra is also associated with a particular seed sound, which when we use it out loud in particular or intoned kind of silently, like internally, that can also stimulate the chakra. So the seed sound for the solar plexus chakra is RUM which you can also explore through chanting as well. So there's many ways to work with this chakra, um, working with associated crystals, basically anything yellow or golden, which again is the color of the solar plexus. So amber, citrine, ones like that. But again, if this is sparking something within you and your intuition is really pulling or nudging you to look into this more, definitely explore it further. Look up more info, YouTube yoga practices. Um, and a quick little note as well, if you don't know anything about the chakras and are feeling called to learn more, a great book to start with is Chakras Made Easy by Anodia Judith. I hope I'm saying her name right. <laughs> um, but it's super easy to read and it lays it out really simply. I know there's so many books, but I found that one really helpful. Number four is release, <laughs> of course. It's a full moon. What else do we do? Um, but this moon in particular calls on some really deep release. It is powerful. And whether you feel the tension or not, I think you probably will. This moon is intense. So I invite you to make the most of it. It's also the first full moon of the second half of the year, the astrological year, I mean. Um, so this, this halfway point is really important too. You might want to look back on any intentions that you might have set, like goals or callings that you were setting your sights on back at the Aries new moon. Look at what's come to fruition, what's manifested and in what way, right? How did they come through? And pay particular attention to what hasn't and why. And rather than judging what you see, I really encourage you to look at what hasn't worked as important insights for this full moon. There might be some really key information in there in regards to what you're being called on to release this full moon. So on the Aries new moon, which was back in April, we were called to connect with our purpose, our mission, and to get out there and make it real. So you might ask yourself over the last six months, what has got in your way? What has blocked or hindered your path? What's caused you to veer off course? Some might be external factors. Some might be internal beliefs as well. But this full moon is a powerful time to really dig deep and to let go of those key factors that stand between you and living your soul full life and walking your aligned path. What can you release in order to travel straight and true? For the remaining six months of this astrological year slash cycle <laughs> this is a time to reconnect again to what what that drive what that mission and purpose is and to feel the desire and, and commit to it once more and clear out the blocks 
And while you're at it, now would also be a powerful time to look at the missions and the causes that you've committed to in the past that don't really serve you or light you up anymore. Like maybe you started a project or you took on a responsibility or an agreement, even just like a message that felt important to who you were and what you were all about. But now it's kind of lost its spark and you're just doing it out of obligation or habit. Or maybe you're continuing on to prove some kind of point, (laughs) either to yourself or someone else. Whatever the case, if it doesn't fuel that fire in your belly like it once did, it's time to let it go. Think of the space that you can open up. Think of how much lighter you'll be without it. And number five is a fire ritual. So on the note of release, again, because this is a particularly powerful and intense full moon in a fire sign, I 100% recommend a release ritual. So whether you have a fire outside or you use a candle indoors, set a conscious container for yourself and hold some sort of release ceremony. Write down what it is you're letting go and burn the paper safely of course like keep some water on hand if you're inside and and further than that I really encourage you to look at the action that you're going to take to answer and accompany I suppose whatever it is that you're releasing so again Aries is about action in fact it it prefers to act first and think later (laughs) that is Aries energy so under this full moon it's no good just saying pretty words and thinking about what you want to let go of It's calling you to do it. So burn what you're releasing. Burn the fears, the beliefs, the stories about why you can't. Burn the the things, the jobs, the relationships, the commitments that you, you recognize as standing in your way. But also write down and commit to the necessary action for each one. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Affirm it out loud under the light of the full moon speak it to her and commit to your truth and on the whole this is a powerful time to really clear out clutter so that you can let this passion this fire this this purpose and mission to just move straight and true in your life that might be clearing out, you know, within your home. It might be clearing out time in your schedule, relationships. It could be clearing out some of the beliefs and things like that that we've been exploring in this episode. But this is a time to declutter the path ahead. Alrighty, there is. I mean, look, there's so much more I could say about this full moon. <laughs> like I said, the energies are strong. There are deep, intense shifts taking place. But I'm going to leave it here for this episode. What I will say, though, is if you are sensing or feeling these shifts and you'd like to explore them a little deeper or make sense of them a little more, you can always book a session with me. My one-on-one soul-led sessions are a beautiful 90-minute container where we can explore anything that's coming up for you, whether that be something that's feeling blocked or stagnant or challenging or something that feels really big and expansive that's wanting to come through. This is like a really powerful and beautiful way to find some clarity. And I just, I adore holding 
sacred space for you. So these are always open. I don't talk about them a whole lot on here, but you can book a session with me through my website or you can go to the link in the show notes. I hope you have a big, potent, beautiful full moon. Let this energy move you. Witness what it is stirring and igniting within you. It doesn't mean that you have to over-identify with it or let it consume you, but you can let it teach you and guide you and provide you with the deep, powerful insights that you can use to take your next big step. Be brave and bold. Know that Aries is ready right beside you and lean in because this full moon will be taking us straight into the depths of Scorpio season and it will be followed up next full moon by the lunar eclipse in Taurus. The energy is growing, it's building, it's taking us deeper. Don't fight it. Don't let it overwhelm you. Be with it. Be in it. This is how we do it. Take care, beautiful one, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country, and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders, past and present.